Welcome to I Bet So Hard, technology and workflows that really work. The not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams brought to you by vet to pet Listen for quick, fun interviews with veterinary professionals who've retrieved and actually held on to their sanity, happiness, and success by learning a few new tricks and embracing efficient processes that actually work. I'm Dr. Stacey Santi. And I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. And this is I Bet So Hard. Hey, Stacey, I am excited to talk to you as always, but I'm really excited about our topic today because it's one that I think is really important to our industry professionals and one that probably a lot of people are surprised comes out of me as the social media person. But I want to talk about unplugging from social media. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And this word is fairly fashionable. So I'm interested in learning more about unplugging. Tell me what you got. Well, I have to start off by saying that uh, the originator of veterinary unplugging is the one that only Eric Garcia, who's been a guest on our podcast before, is a good friend of mine. And he has written a really great article. uh, I believe it was published in Today's Veterinary Business probably three years ago now. So he's really the, you know, the father of unplugging, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) But... You know, honestly, for me as a social media person, it seemed really important, but also something that I would, I think is actually better for you mentally, but also for your creativity too. So I think we should talk about it a little bit. And I also want to introduce the idea. I'm going to, I'm going to like piggyback onto this concept because Eric does a complete unplugging multiple times a year, like nothing, like no email, no social media no texting. Like he's serious. He is hardcore. Is he cheating? Do you I mean, think he, he really is the fully unplugged? I, I think he seriously does. So, I, and I mean, I've seen it on our emails. It's like, I'm going to get back to you in three weeks, but, um, but he does a good job and we'll talk about some of the strategies of how to do that. But I also want to introduce the concept of partial unplugging because I think that's still important too. So, I do personally also do a full unplugging at least one week a year, sometimes two, depends, uh, zero during COVID, <laughs> but like now things are looking better again, where I really do don't answer any email, don't have Slack, don't, I'll, I'll still text if somebody texts me, but no social media, no email, no Slack. And it's hard. It's really hard. It sounds um, hard. The first time I wanted to do it, we were actually going to Hawaii for our 10-year anniversary. And my husband was like, you're never going to be able to do this. And I was like, it was the first time I I did it. And I was like, I totally am. He was like, no way. And I'm literally like answering emails in the car on the way to the airport. He's like, you're never going to do it. I said, as soon as we get on the plane, it's coming off my phone. Or I'm not going to do it. He's like, okay. And I was serious, but, and we laid it in Hawaii and I was like, this is good. But you know, what was so funny is that I would pick up my phone to check the time or to like take a picture and like your, your thumb is like trained and it would just, it would just naturally hit Instagram, like no problem or hit Facebook. And I'm like, I didn't even mean to do that. And I I really think that muscle memory is a huge thing. So I did end up actually deleting the apps off my phone for the whole time we were there. And it was great. And then I didn't want to come back. It was amazing. (laughs) But like, come back to social. And I was like, well, I've kind of made a career out of this. So I kind of have to. But um, I, I do think that it's important to start by at least trying to unplug 
and and you don't have to do a whole three week thing. So like what, what if you were going to start unplugging, like, what do you think? Here's my strategy on this. So I recently went to a VRBO in Dauphin Island, Alabama, another vet DVM mom gave me her VRBO for a few days. So I went out there and my strategy, I take my really, really old iPad with me as my only piece of technology. I delete my stuff off my phone, no Facebook, no Slack. I delete the app. It, it will reinstall. It's not a problem. Or I put it in airplane mode the whole time. I'll do that too. I don't take my laptop because I can't do a lot of work on my iPad. And I take the old one with the cracked screen. So I can so only watch Netflix. Experience. Yeah. I can only watch Netflix or I can have my iBook. And only and, if you are willing to get a piece of glass embedded in your phone. So you got to really <laughs> yeah. want it. It's only broken on the rim. So it won't take updates. It won't take the updates for Slack. It won't, I physically couldn't get them on there if I wanted. And I try to put my phone away, actually. If I need it for my camera, that's the one thing that kind of bugs me. I sort of wish I had an old school camera because it is addicting. And you do find your thumb like yeah. drawn like that golem in the ring and you, <laughs> you kind of drawn and suck to it, but it takes about 24 hours and then you're not yeah. there anymore. And then you can see all your addictive ways at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, uh, it's really eye opening. So, so yeah, I think, you know, first of all, you know, it's not all or nothing, right? Like you don't have to completely unplug to unplug, but maybe you just take off Facebook or maybe you just take off, you don't check your email, right? Or maybe you delete Slack off your phone or whatever it is, right? So I think that's one strategy. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Another important point is I think it doesn't have to be like a monumental thing. Like in my head, I used to only do it if I was going to be gone for like a, vac- a family vacation or a big deal. But I think it's really important to still consider doing it for like a day, I'll be honest, yeah. uh, like a week ago, last week, there's, a, it, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on social media in the veterinary and world. <laughs> and I can just tell when I'm like, or it's getting all heated or it's, it's crazy. And I will just delete it for the day. And like you said, it, it doesn't even ask me for a password to reinstall it, like and re-log in. It takes like 28 seconds. It was right back on my phone. They the, want you back. They do. So it's really easy, but I think deleting it. So you're just not tempted, right. Is really important. Uh, I think a third thing is knowing your muscle memory. So I actually move my social media icons around and I put them in folders and I do it. I make myself do it like every other month or something, but also like five screens back. So I'm not just constantly going to them. So I think that's a, another important tip, like know that you're not necessarily in control anymore. <laughs> so you need to right. work it. <laughs> and if you want to take a test drive at this, you know, the best way to do it is practice going to dinner without your phone. And you can, if you have kids or, you know, people that might need to get hold of you, you can totally go old school and leave the phone number to the restaurant there. Yeah. Or, or if you're with somebody, right? Like, or if you're with somebody. Yeah. I will routinely leave my phone at home when I go out for dinner because I find it so like 
I don't know, irritating is the word or just flat out rude AF for people to be at dinner with each other and then looking at their phone. And I get it because you like are addicted to it. And I find my hand reaching in my purse to quickly check my my thumb just goes to the F on the Facebook. I didn't mean to. And I, I don't know. I find just, you got to cut it off. Like, so an hour, what's going to happen in an hour that I, that's the beginning of it. But then you can expand to like three hours or four hours or a whole weekend, weekend day. Yeah. I feel like, and especially like here, it's, it's summer and it's nice and we're actually doing stuff outside. So it's, it's nice to not use it on the weekends. Hashtag I vet so hard is brought to you by vet to pet. Hey guys, this is Stephanie Goss from the uncharted podcast. And I wanted to take a quick second to share with you three of my top reasons for using vet to pet in my clinic. We've used them for years and I love the fact that it brought a lot of the client communication platforms that we had previously been using in separate individual services into one easy to use dashboard. My team goes one place and they manage so many different client communications and I absolutely love making their jobs easier. And the clients absolutely love using vet to pet because they love being able to schedule appointments. They love being able to send us a picture when they're out of their pet's medication and know that we'll send them a push notification back as soon as their med's ready for pickup. So if you've not checked out vet to pet you should visit vettopet.com forward slash I vet so hard and you'll get a free gift from the team at vet to pet when you demo the platform. Have I told you my my Apple Watch hack story? No, what's that? So I felt the same way and I told my husband, I was like, uh, I need an Apple watch. So I am not using my phone so much. And he's like, I don't see how that's going to work. But my Apple watch um, only accepts calls and texts. It has no notifications, no social media uh, connected to it at all, because I am the person that's like, it's going to be my kids or the babysitter or the school. If someone's, and if someone's actually calling me, like somebody's on fire, right? <laughs> because, you know, that's, that way that stuff can still come in, but I'm not, I don't feel like I have to have my phone on the table <laughs> to be available basically. So um, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone needs to go buy an Apple watch. And I actually like, I don't, I don't wear mine. I only wear mine if I'm going out actually. <laughs> like, well, I, if you were getting serious about it, phones are so cheap. Now you could buy a second phone that's true. for just the phone calling emergency right. stuff and leave your other phone. I don't know. This isn't it sad. We have to do these tricks to it's ourselves because we're such addicts. Yeah, I think this is important. Okay, I want to make one other point, which I did also learn from Eric. This sounds like the fangirl episode for Eric, yeah, the father. It, it's, it is. It's a little awkward. Sorry, he's never going to talk to us again. But anyway, the, the strategy that I think also helps is you got to set some expectations and you got to plan ahead for yourself and for anyone that you might work with. So I think he sets his vacation responder, like he changes his signature even. It'll be like, I will be unplugged from these dates, like way in mm-hmm. advance, but having a vacation message that says like, set up, set that up in your email, like right now, just be like, I will be unplugged for this week. And this is when you can expect an email from me. Cause my problem is somebody, if I don't answer an email pretty quickly, somebody will call me or text me or Slack me like <laughs> 
that signal, whatever it is. But that way people aren't trying to check in on you again. I also feel like it way limits the amount of emails when you come back because people are like, stop bothering you. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and one thing Karen did over here at vet to pet is, you know, we're small enough team. It is actually super hard to take a week unplugged totally. So we hate putting that work on our other team members, which I think veterinarians feel the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what she did recently when she went, she was gone for a week. She's like, I will check my phone once a day. I'll check my emails once a day. Like she let us know just to look for emergencies that fires that need to be put out. But then her autoresponder said, I'm on vacation, but if you feel you need to get a hold of me, just reply back with to this email and put urgent in the subject line. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good so idea. So she didn't get part. sucked in reading all the emails. She just scoured the titles for urgent. And I then see. she could move through that quickly. And but it was kind of a nice hybrid. She wasn't leaving everyone just hanging. Right. Right. That is a and that's uh one of my like points that I wanted to make sure that we talked about was that it's not all or nothing. So I often will do the same. Like if I'm traveling or speaking or something like that. And obviously I'm not this is not like for a full-time practicing that this would be a little bit harder, but as a practice owner, there's always stuff that the owner needs to deal with. And so even from our clinic team, like I still handle a lot of that, even if I'm not in the clinic, but same thing, like I will, they know I'll check my email like once, like if I'm traveling or I'm doing like a mini trip or a mini unplug, then I'll check once in the morning and that is it. Or I'll say like, I'll be online from 7.30 to nine or something like that. So that they can, they could get a hold of me. I do think that helps me feel like I'm not totally abandoning my team, but also still lets me be like, well, I only said I'd be on till nine. So I won't check it again until the next, the next morning. And that's also nice for my family. Like they can, they can know, okay, like give her space now. She's, but she'll be with us, right? The rest of the time. So I feel a little less guilty about it than if I do have to do a little work while we're doing something fun. What are some of the benefits of doing this that you've experienced? Um, you know, I'll be honest. So I went on a vacation that, that Hawaiian vacation. And again, that sounds very snobby, but I remember being, you're allowed to to go to Hawaii. I'm just like, it's okay. Thanks. All right. Well, anyway, so I was there and I was, we were with a couple other families and I remember all of the adults were sitting outside. Our kids were in the pool and they were playing around. It was beautiful. Right? Obviously, it's Hawaii. Everything's beautiful. And I look over and our kids are all getting along, like all seven of them. And they're all like just doing all this, this stuff. They're so cute. My, one of mine was, the, was a baby at the time. And so the big one was like helping with baby. And I remember just looking around like, wow, I'm like so grateful for this experience. And I look on either side of me and all of the adults were looking at phones And I remember being like, they're missing this. And I asked one of them, hey, what are you looking at? And she's like, oh, look at this funny meme. And I was like, I've seen a lot of funny memes. Don't get me wrong. I love me some memes. But like, I don't want to later be like, I don't remember this experience that we've saved for. And we're doing all this like cool stuff with our family and our bigger network. But I remember looking at that and I'm not going to remember a meme. So to me, like that was a big, like, oh my God, the other, oh my God is when we started getting the, like, 
you can go into Facebook and Instagram and have it tell you how much time you're spending on the platform. And when I realized how much time it was, I wanted to vomit because I was like, okay, yeah. Like when I think about how many hours of my life (laughs) I've given to this, like, and obviously for me, it's a little bit different, right? It is my job, but there's a lot of my time that is not, you know, is looking at memes. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, I could have probably been a little more productive with this. So I think seeing that um, for me, I have the time set up so that it'll, it'll tell me like how much time I'm spending. You can also in Facebook and Instagram, this is kind of new. You can tell it to notify you when you've spent a certain amount of time. So mine like notifies me if I spend more than 20 minutes, because really I don't need to be spending 20 minutes at a time, like for me, like I, I will waste four hours. I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm really <laughs> cool by only spending 20 minutes. It's because I have to, because I will be down the TikTok hole like you won't believe. And I'll be like, Same. I really should organize my refrigerator like that. And that dance is really funny. And oh my God, it's another version of somebody singing the same song about their dog. And I've seen it 800 times, but I'll watch all of them. Yes, I have. I'm with you there, sister. I think it brings a sense of peace, a sense of calmness. If you're feeling stress and anxiety, it does. I will tell you at first, it causes increased anxiety, but I think it's fairly short-lived. And then you get over that and you're into the smooth coasting sailing side of it that you don't want to turn around and come back to. Yeah. It's like the all things in moderation. Speaking of all things in moderation, Caitlin and I want to let you know that we ourselves are going to be unplugging for a little bit. So we want you to do the same, but we're going to take our own medicine and we're going to enjoy the rest of the summer, do some fun stuff with our families. And we aren't going to be bombarding your inbox for a little bit. So you, my friends, can also unplug. I hope you get outside and have an awesome summer. Thanks so much for following us along at IVET So Hard. We would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating and a review. And you can always find our show notes and transcripts at IVETSoHard.com. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of IVET So Hard. Don't forget to head over to IVETSoHard.com to download our top five takeaways from this episode. And here's to putting technology to work at your practice.